the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today are my very funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. How's it going, Alex? Not too bad. Abigail Williams. What's up? And TJ Jackson. George, I had baked beans from Aldi's grocery store. Big mistake. Never eat baked beans at 1130 at night from Aldi's. I have no response to that. First of all, it's Aldi. Not all these. That is all so Like when you're talking about it in the sentence and you're making reference, yeah, I went to all these. You you don't say I went to Aldi. That's weird. You put S's on all the grocery stores like Kroger's, Targets, Walmart's, Aldi's. I get the extra S. Joining us today is one of my favorite people on the planet, writer, director, producer, and dear friend of ours, Ashley Payne. How's it going, Ashley? Going great. I love that intro. Ashley, also actress extraordinaire. I mean, I have been dabbling. Oh, and lip sync artist of Backstreet Boys covers. That is also Ooh. correct. Maybe one of your greatest achievements. Anytime I can cast myself as something, I do pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I think playing Nick Carter was your peak. Honey, I was <laughs> wow. 100%. Wow, that I was is crying. like... Ugly, not, TJ. Do not peek. As far wow. as, you know, drag goes. Oh, I know. felt that in my heart. In your, in your drag <laughs> I'm, I'm not upset with you saying that's my peak because it was, but I'm upset with the fact that you got Nick Carter and Brian Luttrell mixed up because I was Brian. Oh. Oh. Wow. TJ, I am humiliated for you. He is the real lead singer of Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Brian was the guy. He's the backbone of the whole operation. The and backbone of the Backstreet Boys. Yes. There was never a Brian in Backstreet Boys. That what? There he lives in Atlanta. What? He is from <laughs> Lexington, Kentucky. I'm pretty sure His he His last here name now. is Latrell. No. What boy band name is Brian? <laughs> I just think we should just change the subject because it's about to get very ugly in here. Ashley, welcome. Oh, yeah, welcome. Ashley, I ask people this every week, and hopefully TJ will let you get a word in edgewise. Okay. What's the funniest thing that happened to you this week? Besides this, I have been showing my ninth grade students the movie Labyrinth. Not <gasps> Excellent choice, off. Ashley. Not just a goof off, but we are tracing the hero's journey in it. One of the best parts of virtual teaching is that you have the chat on the side the whole mm. time. It's been so amazing watching this movie with kids being able to just put their reactions in the chats. Here's one exchange from kid to kid. David Bowie is intimidating. David Bowie is awesome. Those eyebrows, though. Y'all not going to mention those tights? (laughs) I love it. These kids, they don't know. This is fantastic. Dude, observation. Yeah. We need to just bring you back to do a reading of some of that exchange. That would be great. (laughs) Oh, mm-hmm. There was something so oddly sexual about him holding a baby in tights that showed his package that was also wildly unnerving and, dare I say, creepy. I look back at that as an adult and think, 
maybe I was traumatized watching this movie. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I thought I loved it, but I think it was like a Stockholm Syndrome. Something was off there. Couldn't yeah. put my finger on it. Do y'all know that baby Toby grew up to be a puppeteer? And he's mm. working on the current Dark Crystal Netflix show. That wow. was a fun fact because I did not while watching it, I obviously had to look up where is baby Toby now. Is he alive? Is he afraid? How often does he have counseling for nightmares about David Bowie? <laughs> in those Growing up to be a puppeteer shows some level of trauma, I think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, all, all puppeteers <laughs> listening right now, if you need resources for counseling, we'll just put them at the end of the episode. Our, our large puppeteer audience. We do <laughs> have a very large I puppeteer audience. I one time went on a date with a puppeteer. Would you like to hear this story? I don't see how we could say no to that. Yes. (laughs) We went on our first date to see The Crucible at the Shakespeare Tavern. Great Um, first date show. Basically, Uh. I just wanted to go see The Crucible, and I was like, this guy will pay for it. Are you saying this because my married name is Abigail Williams? Oh, yes. I think about it every time. You know how I love The Crucible. I do. (laughs) We're there. I have no idea what made him laugh. Probably me. The problem was when he started laughing, he leaned his head back and was kind of like shaking it back and forth and did the ha, 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 like a puppet. In oh. <laughs> that moment, I was like, I don't think so. She's like, uh, I didn't know I was dating Kermit the Frog here. I'm just going to have to backtrack out of this one. So I did what anyone would do. And afterward, I asked him to drop me off at a bar. I have not always made the smartest decisions, one being to get into vehicles with people sometimes. But I got into the car with him, and his car was a murder van, straight-up murder van. And I was like, um, what's up with this? And he said, oh, that's where I haul all my puppets. That's what I need this for. When you say murder van, do you mean the white van? It was a Van with no back seats at all. Everything takes out. But of course in my head I'm like, murder van. But he claimed puppet van. And then... Claimed puppet van. Those weren't puppets. (laughs) Weird turnabout with this guy. He remembered that I had actually sold him a bookshelf one time when I was moving. I put it on Facebook Marketplace and he had come over and put it in that puppet van, apparently. Ashley, and I was like, should let you know, we have met before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, this weird sounded like a stalker to... to me. That doesn't sound like, oh, weird coincidence. It sounds yeah, yeah. oddly planned <laughs> and on purpose. To prove to me that he actually purchased this bookshelf for me, after the date, he sent me a photo of the bookshelf, which mm-hmm. houses Muppet memorabilia. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You have to move, Ashley. I do not think he knows where I live now. He's like, now my name is Ashley. If he's so. listening, <laughs> you seem like a nice guy. You just had a murder van. We're also big in the stalker community. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It is the preferred podcast of stalkers while stalking. Yeah, we talked about this last week. I have a stalker. Evan Conaway is one of them. I mean, one of many, I think. I'm not sure. Murders and Muppets is a good concept for a podcast. Murders and Muppets? Do I get to cast myself as whichever Muppet I want to be? As long as your Muppet is Brian Luttrell. Yeah. (laughs) Also, The Crucible as a first date. What more than witch hunts? (laughs) 
literature nerd. I just love the crucible. He's a legit puppeteer. I looked him up before we went on the date just to make sure. A legit puppeteer. He has a whole website with his credentials, the Atlanta Puppetry Guild he's worked with. He's worked with some Jim Henson Muppets. I found him on the internet just now. He's a legit puppeteer. Now who's the stalker? Yeah, actually, this is taking a weird turn. Development. I feel like everybody knows Ashley pretty well now. Right. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley, for being on the show. Guys, Jane put me on punishment after last week I picked a discussion topic about buttholes. Ugh, don't mm. take me back there. Since I'm not allowed to bring up a discussion topic this week while I'm on punishment, I thought it'd be fun to start the show a little different. So we're going to ask everybody a quick rapid-fire question. Y'all ready? Ready. I'm preparing all my life. Okay, Abigail. Yes. If an evil witch was to turn you into one of your past Halloween costumes, which costume would you want her to pick? I guess the only one I ever wore, a cowgirl. (laughs) There's so much in that sentence. I wasn't allowed to trick-or-treat growing up, so my costumes were limited to what's in the closet. And as long as there's a cowboy hat lying around, you could easily be a cowgirl. As disappointed as I am to tell you, that's it. Okay. Alexandria. Which one celebrity would be your best friend if they met you? Rihanna. Okay, follow up. Who would hate you? Mm. Who would hate me? I'm loving like Cardi B, since you told Cardi B <laughs> how much you hated her divorce. You hold a grudge. Back together. Mm-hmm. That does make sense. Okay, Cardi B. All right, look out for her shoe. <laughs> Ashley. You've been selected to be a part of a crew like Ocean's Eleven that's heisting something worth millions. What is your role in the heist? Oh, people have asked me what my skill in the zombie apocalypse is, and I always say stealth. So I feel like that would come in really handy for this stealth, super stealthy. I buy that. 100. (laughs) I would totally have you in my Ocean's Eleven heist. You're the Brad Pitt to my heist. Oh, and no, TJ, Matt you Damon. Can the Casey Affleck making a scene that distracts everybody. Well, I stealthily <laughs> sneak. Yeah. Well, Ashley stealthily creeps by. I've been told that's not a good zombie apocalypse skill, but I think it's a good survival skill. It doesn't really help other people as much. But Who cares about helping other people when the zombies are coming? You need them to eat them so you can get away. I mean, that's the point. No one's surviving I'm, it. I'm really good at pushing people in front of zombies. That's my zombie apocalypse skill. I will not ever come to see you if the world no, starts to okay. go I will sacrifice you to save my own life. <laughs> I know that you would, George. I believe it. If you okay. push me down, I'm grabbing your ankles. It's a yeah, grab. Grab them, Alex. <laughs> down We're both you. going down. Going down together, right. asshole. <laughs> exactly. Don't play me. We doing this together. No. Mm-mm. TJ, you're a ghost buster. The evil demon Zool is going to send a giant version of a serial mascot to destroy the state. What mascot would you pick to destroy us? Tony the Tiger. <laughs> I think that'd be so scary. Because when he was like, it's great, it'd be like, it's great. It's like, I love it. So insane. George, if you were a houseplant, what houseplant would you be? 
years ago, I went to Pike Family Nursery, and I said, give me a plant I can't kill because I've killed everything. And they gave me the dragon plant, and it's lived in my house with little love for over 10 years. I would say I'd want to be the dragon plant. Sometimes I water it. Sometimes I leave for two months and forget all about it. I've seen other people's dragon plants, and they're flourishing, and they're big, and they're beautiful. And mine's alive. That's what it's got. So I would go for being alive and can't okay. be easily killed. Look, that's fair. It's your house plant. Mm-hmm. I guess the other option is cactus because I'm kind of prickly, but that's another story for another time. You hold a lot of water, I guess. What? <laughs> Can we stop I, you I right am a there? menopausal woman. Explain that comment. Are the rules different because you said that to a male? Because if you said that to me personally, like... <laughs> Do you women hold a lot of water? I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't think they're self-conscious about. Well, don't be because water is great. In <laughs> <laughs> oh, TJ, <laughs> I'm <laughs> proud of you every day. I realize that you've made it this far. Me too. So, TJ, you have a list for us. What's on your mind this week? Oh gosh, George. Well, it's that time of year again. Daylight savings time. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Here are all the reasons why I hate daylight savings time. Number one, it's completely outdated. Like the Electoral College, there's no reason for it, and it's totally unnecessary. Number two, it gets dark way too soon. The sun shouldn't go down until 9 p.m. or until I'm ready to go to bed. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very TJ way to look at the world. Exactly. Oh, when am I ready to go to bed? I'm not ready to go to bed. You stay up there, son. Exactly. Right. Number three. It was created by George Hudson, I found out, who's from New Zealand. And you know what else comes from New Zealand? Jogging. And I hate jogging. New Zealand is responsible for jogging? That's not like an everyman thing? Yeah. Someone was like, you know what? I don't like walking and I don't like running. So I'm going to do something in between and I'm going to call it jogging. I've never heard that. I'm looking that up. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's also the reason for SAD, which stands for seasonal depression. And the only thing that should be seasonal is the Starbucks coffee menu. <laughs> okay, and according to the American Heart Association, DST also brings a higher risk of heart attacks. And you know what else increases heart attacks? Elections. So you know who's having a heart attack? Everyone this year, apparently. Also, daylight savings time can lead to an increase in workplace injuries. Did you know that? Can you imagine working on a construction site and being like, watch out for that ledge, Jim. The sun's going down early. And <laughs> Poor Jim. <laughs> and lastly, car accidents and vehicle crashes also increase at daylight savings time. Can you imagine rush hour? Look out for that car, Jim. The sun's going down too early. Listen, that's a real thing, though, when the sun is setting, even with your sunglasses on and your visor down. If yeah. you're on the interstate, 85 South specifically, you yeah. just better pray you don't hit anybody in front of you. Got to watch out for that sun that goes, sneaks out. I disagree with you. I have this watch, and I don't know how to set it. So I can only wear it six months out of the year when it is the correct time. Oh, and my And without daylight savings time, the watch might be always wrong. There are so many people out there who really are like you in this. Like, I can't <laughs> figure out how to change my car time, so I just left it. When I, I just leave it. a different time zone, lucky me, it's already there. Yeah, it's like, no, the clock is right now. We're in Alabama. 
I'm really excited about this. We're bringing back my favorite, favorite segment, Alexandria Reads, a Trashy Romance Novel. <laughs> wow, the word trashy, a little harsh, don't you think, George? Oh, it might be. I think one of our listeners is actually a romance novelist. And so no offense to you, nice lady who writes romance novels. All the rest of Trashy Years are lovely. Or I guess she should only take offense if we read a segment from her book. <laughs> yeah, right. Not all romance <laughs> novels are trashy. So. <laughs> a little known fact is that Georgia's very own Stacey Abrams, who was love. almost our governor, was once a romance novelist under the pen name Selena Montgomery. Alexandria, you've agreed to read an excerpt from her 2006 novel, Hidden Sins. Is that right? Yes. Okay, so here we go. This is from Hidden Sins by Selena Montgomery. August 14, 2006. Detroit, Michigan. Mara Reed perched on the edge of the bar stool, nursing a martini. The snug red dress slid cunningly upon her silk stocking thigh, and the man on the seat next to hers hadn't taken his eyes off its journey. To toy with him, to amuse herself while she waited, she delicately slid her finger along the embroidered hem, where reality gave way to imagination. <laughs> she could hear the man gulp. Gulp. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. When she recrossed her legs and the edge moved up higher, the reverend sigh almost made her laugh. But she knew better. Tonight she was regal and aloof, a woman encased in ice. Men would see her and want her, but she would not let herself be taken. Only one man would be able to break through, the man with the answers she'd searched for most of her life. Well, I thought it was an ice pick, because that breaks through ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack the Ripper have an ice pick? Is this Jack the Ripper? Or am I thinking of another, like, oh, never mind. Nearly six feet tall, Rab was muscular and broad-shouldered, but not so overwhelmingly that he scared off customers. Because if there's anything to scare off customers, it's broad shoulders. Right? <laughs> like, right. What attractive man have I seen that I was like, I'm terrified of your attractiveness. I've got like, to get out of here. This is the last time I come to this Bed Bath & Beyond. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm a bar, TJ, like, but okay. The clear green eyes and thin mustache added character to a banally handsome face that could be forgotten in a crowd, but could also be fondly remembered. That's funny to me. I don't understand that. I want to meet this broad-shouldered, easy-to-forget, but also easy-to-remember type of guy. It's just, I well, love it. me at um, thin mustache. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I think that's where I was like, whoa. I was, that would scare customers off. Yeah, <laughs> well, that must have been what she was referring to. <laughs> shoulders. I can see that in the Google reviews. Um, he had a thin mustache. Not about this store. Two stars. Dude with the Luigi mustache? Gotta go. <laughs> Those sound like some of the reviews I get. <laughs> he reminded her of the high school quarterback with a Luger tucked in his back pocket. What high school did she go to? Miss Malko. 
The name she had chosen whispered over bare skin as Rave spoke from behind her. Taking her time, she lifted her head to meet his eyes in the mirror. Yes. Rabe waited for her to turn to face him, but she continued to watch him steadily. Miss Jenny Malko, I'm Arthur Rabe. She quirked her red-painted lips into a mildly confused smile. Deliberately, she allowed her eyes to warm, skimming over his mirror image, but she remained in place. Do I know you? I'm certain I would remember if I did. Rabe was irritated by her refusal to turn to meet him. But when he caught her checking him out in the mirror, he relaxed. He angled himself to stand behind her, which forced her to turn to him. Bracing a hand on the bar, he extended the other to her. No, we haven't been formally introduced, but... We have acquaintances in common. You enjoy gambling, Mr. Rabe? To draw attention to her mouth, she took another small taste of her martini, trying not to grimace. She hated vodka. It's something else. (laughs) Right, like, girl, you had a bar. (laughs) You can draw attention to your mouth with a different beverage. Here I am, drawing attention to my mouth by trying not to grimace. To this taste that I hate. (laughs) Also, who knew that was a strategy? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. I enjoy games of chance, yes. And and please, call me Arthur. Rabe could hear himself hardening. Wait, what? (laughs) What? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go back. I didn't know that was the sound. (laughs) There's what so much sound? I'll go around and make the sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Could you read that again? <laughs> this just got interesting. Oh, the way everyone perked up. Okay. Rabe could feel himself hardening. Oh, feel himself. Uh, oh, why hear himself? Is it better? Rabe could feel himself hardening. Especially when Jenny Malko shifted on her stool and her skirt slid up her thigh another precious inch. He could have stripped naked in seconds. He imagined wildly, and his hands curled with anticipation. If she had a sense of adventure, it would be even better. I'd like to invite you to join me in a game of poker. We're about to start the game in the club room. And I thought you might enjoy a hand or two. Is that supposed to be like an entendre? That's how I heard it. I hope Are you so. inviting her to an orgy? <laughs> well, that was Hidden Sins by near Governor Stacey Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to read Brian Kemp's romance novel. If he wrote a romance novel, I would pay whatever amount was asked to read it. I mean, top dollar. I would sell my house and pay whatever money I got out of it to read that thing. We're going to get our hands on Brian Kemp's romance novel and read that next. (laughs) And I'm going to take Abigail's house. (laughs) Well, I hate to break it to you. It's not worth that much, but uh, you're welcome to it. Your house looks great, Abigail. Thank you, TJ. Speaking of bad romances, 
Ashley, I wanted to catch up with you. I love when that's the segue. (laughs) Well, I've known you for a really long time, and you currently have a really awesome boyfriend, and I really like him. Be cool. Um, But for a while, while I knew you, you were single and tried out the world of dating apps. And one of my favorite things is when you would send me screenshots updating me of the mortifying conversations you were having with these guys. That was a lot of screenshots, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was either that or just men posing with dead fish. Oh my God. There was a point at which I decided to screenshot all of the fish pictures and I got up to 75 within two weeks. That's insane. Holy Did yeah. it ever work no, on you? Holy cod. I, <laughs> I don't think I ever went out with a single fish guy. I feel like that's so primitive, too, for a guy to be like, look what I caught. Now marry me. Tell me your 401k. Yeah. (laughs) My retirement plan is trout, followed by catfish. (laughs) I have been out with a catfish. Get out on the ocean. Some salmon. Armed. No. Mm -mm. I was on gay tinder, and I got this guy holding a fish and I was like wait a second where am I I had to check my preferences at first and this is a real question is there a such thing as gay tinder or is it tinder but your preferences are what you're referring to as gay tinder you can set your preferences on Tinder to be, like, interested in gas. I just needed to clarify it. I only got married before there was Tinder. That's right. I did. None of this was around. So I'm just still learning from all the kids. Not yourself, Lucky. Yeah, right. I'm the same way, Abigail. I don't know this crap. Mm-mm. I did Thank not. You, Alex. I didn't date in the internet. I didn't date in the internet. That's the best <laughs> thing I've heard today. Yeah, buckle up, because you're about to get a real good example of what it's like. All right, Ashley, give it to us. Yeah, so Ashley, I took some of these screenshots you've sent me over the years, and we are going to do Tinder Theater, the Ashley edition. (laughs) Okay, Abigail, you want to be Ashley? I would love to be Ashley, to the best (laughs) of my ability. Take no offense at whatever happens. Okay, so I'll read the match, and then TJ, you'll read the mail part. Tinder Theater, Ashley edition. You matched with Larry. Tell me something good, bad, and sexy about yourself. I feel like that's not Larry. Ugh, okay, hold on. Sorry. Okay, one more time. <laughs> Are you going to do this for every character? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should reassign the roles. All right, this is going to be all night. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I, I found Larry. I found him. Okay. Tell me something good, bad, and sexy about yourself. Wink emoji, kiss emoji, fire emoji. I'm not really into a stranger demanding me to tell them something sexy about myself. Sorry, not sorry. You matched with Steve. So you're a high school teacher? Woman with glasses emoji. Yep. What do you do? Lucky student. My teachers were always super old. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> You think young teachers are better teachers? I think it's relative. I think younger teachers probably connect better with young people, but old teachers obviously have more experience. One second later. But I was referring more so to your good looks. And out. I tried to give him. I was like, maybe, maybe that's not where he's going with this one. You matched with Jimmy. Hey. Have you ever had or wanted a sugar daddy? Tell me, what's your favorite kind of birth control? 
<laughs> what kind of oh, question is that? I am mortified, Ashley. Yeah. I'm scared. I'd be like, my favorite kind of birth control is castration. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Men like you? Yeah, Jimmy sounds favorite. like birth control himself, you know. Not my favorite type, but it surely works. You matched with Dan. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Not bad. Watching Netflix, eating a frozen pizza. Oh, you're an ass. <laughs> you then invite me. First time I've been called an ass that close to the top of the conversation. I was kidding. I thought so. Just wasn't sure how to respond to that one. Well, that LOL might have given the joking part away. I got that you were kidding. I just didn't have a response. But thanks for mansplaining the joke to me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know why I only date very deep southern men. I know, right? According to TJ. I don't know. I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I can get out of it. I can get out of it. Come on, TJ. Give us a little bit of variety here. Exclusively five miles from my ITP house. Like, I'm not going any further. (laughs) I don't know why there are that many fishermen who live inside the perimeter, but, you know. You said fishermen, so I can only picture a guy going to fish with a southern accent. Here, why don't we let Alex do one? (laughs) Alex. Okay. Alex, you'll, you'll do the next one. You matched with Ralph. What do you do? Physical therapy. I play in a band on the side. Build stuff in my free time. How about you? High school English teacher. Of course. A pretty blonde teaching English. Where were you when I was in school? I had a gym coach as an English teacher. I'm not into the idea of teenage boys being attracted to me. <laughs> okay, I think I can bring it back with Jason. I <laughs> <laughs> I have an accent ready for Jason. I think I know Jason. You're so diplomatic, Ashley. You're like, okay, I don't think that's cute. Goodbye. <laughs> I know. I wish I had witty responses, but I'm just so angry in the moment. The best thing I can do is try to make it a teachable moment. Mm-hmm. The next one, I can tell these have been happening for a while. You're really trying to help this guy out. You matched with Jason. What do you do? I'm a high school English teacher. Oh, cool. I wish I had you as a teacher. Please don't say something creepy. You ever get hit on? Too late. It's an interesting question. No, it's a stupid effing creepy sexist question to ask. I have crushes on my teachers. That's not what my job is about. It was a compliment. It's not, though. Not at all. I'm not there to turn on children. If you were to say yes, I'd feel bad for you. I wouldn't go, wink, wink. It's disgusting. It's belittling. It's pedophilic. <laughs> pedophilic. It's pedophile-like. I'm going to land there. I'm going to land there. Like, yeah, crash. You really did. You're, you're teaching them. You're like, don't say this to uh, teachers. Right? I feel like it works. You know, they're into me because I'm a hot teacher. Then I teach them how wrong they are. <laughs> it's, it's really a public service. Alex, we're going to have you read this last one. I changed all the other guys' names, but I didn't change this one because it made me giggle. You matched with TJ, which would have been my first warning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mine too. I bet your students want to F you. Oh, I roll. Gross. What? 
High school kids are children. Okay. <laughs> I love the apathetic give up. Okay. All right. You're right. Next high school teacher. Oh, boy. That's a small fraction of the time you've had that conversation. I can't understand how every guy thinks that's a hot pickup line. I understand where the thought comes from. I don't understand why the thought comes out of the head. It's the only thought they have. Oh, teacher, hot for teacher. And then that's all they can think of. It does help me narrow it down. It's an easy filter. It helps me get into the relationship I'm in now, because never, not ever, has he said anything remotely like that. He's never tried to compliment me at all. Not (laughs) once. Goodness. That's love right there. I would never tell a guy that I saw was a teacher on dating profile, oh, I bet you make all the guy students question their sexuality. No. Nasty. It's only straight guys. Ashley, you had so many incidents like this that you wrote a sketch that we staged and it's really funny called Hot for Teacher. I had to write about my pain. It was a very cathartic moment for me to really... This is autobiographical. It really is. Taken from the pages of my tender profile. (laughs) TJ's on stage director and Abigail, your waitress. TJ, any sound effects are all on you. Of course. This is Hot for Teacher. Chad and Amber sitting at a table in a restaurant. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we just get a real read here? <laughs> oh god, yes. Who is this person? Who is he? What's his story? Chad and Amber sitting at a table in a restaurant enjoying a beer. <laughs> yes. Yes. My uncle. Oh, god. Kevin Spacey from House of Cards is doing the stage direction. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you teach high school. <laughs> No, I'm doing it. Ashley, did you ever think your work would be so disrespected? I can't believe you teach high school. I love it. It's so rewarding. I feel like I can really make a difference. They're still so young and impressionable. You know all those teenage boys want to bone you. Gross. You're the hot teacher. I'd like to think I'm the fun teacher or the smart teacher or the caring teacher. You think I could stay after class for some hands-on tutoring, miss? Oh, my gosh. Are you role-playing as a child right now? Where were you when I was in high school? Also in high school. (laughs) Relax. It's a compliment. (laughs) I just, I don't get the hot teacher thing. You're hot and you're a teacher. So that makes you a hot teacher. Chad is very satisfied with himself. He starts waving down the waitress. Thanks for mansplaining that to me. No problem, babe. Waitress enters to take the order. What can I get you? Mmm, I'll have... We're going to split a sausage pizza. Okay, I'll put that in for you. That's Uh, what she said. Waitress exits. You really shouldn't talk to her like that. All right, calm down. I can see you're some sort of social justice warrior. But just know the Me Too thing has had an effect on me, too. (laughs) (laughs) How's that? House of Cards was ruined without Kevin Spacey. Waitress enters with pizza. Chad begins stuffing his face immediately. Can I get you anything else? I'll take it to go box. 
Waitress nods and exits to get the box. Are you on one of those diets where you, like, box up half the food before you eat? Waitress brings the box. Amber begins boxing up all the food while Chad continues talking. Let me give you some workout tips. You're probably doing your squats wrong. You want to build up your ass, but you don't want to get all bulky like a lesbian. Wait, have you ever been with a woman? Amber stands up, box of food in one hand, beer in the other. She chugs the beer, slams it on the table, and exits. Waitress returns with the check. What the F is her problem? I hate entitled ladies. Yeah, but it's like a worse name for ladies. <laughs> it's actually the C for everyone out there. <laughs> I hate entitled Ladies. No, it can't be ladies because it has to be something that I can oh, say back oh, to. Oh, okay, you. okay. All right. I hate entitled bitches. Me too. And out. That's awesome, Ashley. Yeah. Yay, Ashley. Fired by true events. I actually did leave a date that way one time. I actually did, in fact, box up all of the food before eating any of it and was just like, okay, bye. <laughs> he didn't say anything. I mean, what's he going to say? I am genuinely so intrigued by this. I have never had an experience like that. I would assume that most of us have had negative experiences on dates, but I mean, the whole chugging a beer, slamming it down, like, see ya. That's really <laughs> impressive to me. I'm moved and unsure. <laughs> This guy is made up of a lot of different guys I've been on dates with, but and most of the things in there were actual things that have been oh, said God. to me at some point. I used to hear that a lot when I was crossfitting. Be careful, you're just going to bulk up and look like a man, okay? Oh. Uh, I guess I won't just better myself by working out and being healthy. I'm so terrified that these shoulders might look like male shoulders. I've always been more concerned about that thin mustache you insist on wearing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not getting rid of it, so don't ask. <laughs> Ashley, thank you for sharing that. That's really funny. As another public service announcement, if you're a single man who listens to this show and you ever encounter a nice gentleman or lady who is a high school teacher, they do not want you to tell them that their students go and beat their meat. <laughs> Not sexy, not a good pickup line. That's great, George. Really classy. Man. Now I'm not going to be allowed to do closings either. Yeah, you're out. You're on probation and everything. Oh, that was a closing? I'll be hosting next week, America. Get ready. Yeah. You're going to be in podcasting jail. (laughs) This has been another episode of The Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. It was great to have you. Thank you for having me. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to our amazing producer, Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy it, please review, like, subscribe, share it with a friend. We're available on every podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Audible. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. Bye. Bye.